So uh, just to set up the text for us, in a minute, Vincent's going to read Acts chapter 10, this uh, speech that Peter gives. So if you think about it, there are two main characters in Acts chapter 10. There's Peter, who's an apostle, who has been one of the key leaders in the church early on. And then there's Cornelius. Cornelius and Peter could not be more different. Think about uh, someone that you work with. Think about one of your neighbors where you go, you know, it's so funny that we're coworkers. It's so funny that we're neighbors. We could not be more different. We couldn't have more different interests or more different background. And that's a good thing. Peter is a Jew. He's following Jesus Christ. He's learning uh, that his calling is much, much bigger than he ever could have imagined. Cornelius is uh, a soldier. He's a professional soldier in the Roman army. That's his career. Uh, he's not uh, a Jew, near as we can tell. He's a Gentile, possibly an Italian. And so his life, his background is very different than Peter's. And yet Peter is called into action by God. We saw this in Acts chapter 8, where he goes on this crazy chariot ride with the Ethiopian eunuch that we gave the name Reggie. Uh, him and Reggie have this amazing dialogue. Reggie comes to know Jesus Christ. And then today, it's almost like part two of that journey that Peter has been on. And what I want to encourage you to do is go ahead and read Acts chapter 10 uh, on your own time. If you don't have a devotional that you were looking for this week or that you knew you had this week, go ahead and pick up Acts chapter 10. Um, one of the themes is this idea that grace is much bigger than we think. Grace is a lot bigger than we think. Peter goes into this conversation with Reggie thinking that God's grace is for people like him. And instead, he discovers someone from a different background, a different nationality, a different race, and a completely different set of religious beliefs. And there's a place for this man in God's kingdom. He discovers that with Cornelius as well, but it's different. With Cornelius, it's almost like God has to tear down some of Peter's assumptions and sort of previously held convictions around who the gospel is for. Who gets to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ? And if you grew up in the church like I did, maybe you heard this, um, that there are certain people that are more pleasing to God, that if you are obedient, if you're a good little boy, a good little girl, uh, God will love you and God will bless you. And the problem with that is it's not actually the gospel. It's not actually the good news that Jesus came to proclaim. Jesus came to proclaim life and life to the fullest without caveats, without saying like, it's only for this group, it's only for that group. Jesus came so that all may have the opportunity to hear about the gospel. Not everybody responds positively to that, but the opportunity to hear is for all people. And so Peter's kind of like catching on to this idea. You know how you hear something and it just kind of takes a while to sink in. That's what's happening here for Peter. And so in Acts chapter 10, Peter has this dream about God's grace. And at the same time, God is revealing himself to Cornelius in a dream. And if you think about it, the only two things these guys have in common is that they had these dreams and they're about the same thing. They're about God's grace. If you were to ask one of them, like, hey, do you think, you know, God's up to something with this person over here or that person over there? They might have said, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to figure life out right now on my own. And yet when they finally make that connection, which is what happens right before the text that Vincent's going to read for us, they realize, wait, you've been dreaming about God's grace. I've been dreaming about God's grace. Wait a minute. We need to talk. We, we need to kind of figure this out. God is up to something together. We're in a moment in history where it kind of feels like the church is a little bit like Peter and the world around us is a little bit like Cornelius. 
we've had uh, this opportunity now for centuries in the church to worship together in a particular way, to go to small groups and Bible studies, to kind of have our life be together, really together, physically present with one another. And now that aspect of our identity, it's kind of, it's kind of gone away. God has said to us, through the pandemic, through these cautions that we're taking by being distant from one another, hey, look, there's a different way that I want you all to connect for a little while. And we've responded to that. And I'm really proud of the way that we've done that together as a church. But I believe more than ever, there are people like Cornelius all around us who are successful, especially here on the east side, who have a ton of resources, who have really no need to search until they do until something like this pandemic happens and a person, I think a lot of people are starting to do this, especially outside the church. They're going, you know, why am I doing all this? If my life could be gone just in a minute, if I could get sick and and things could go really downhill for me quickly, why am I sitting in traffic for two hours every day? Why am I spending 15 hours a day at my job trying to compete with all the people around me? I know that one of the things that uh, really shook into clarity for me after my dad passed away last summer was, you know what? I just want to spend my time on the things that are really important to me because life is short. I want to be invested in the things that matter. My church, my family, the things that God has given to me as sheer gifts. It helps clarify all of that and take down some of the noise. And I would say the world that we live in now is a little bit like the world that I experienced after my dad died. We're more keenly aware of what we really want to pursue with our lives. And I think the opportunity is huge for God's church, for our church, for Bethany Community Church to say, look, we're not going to give you a bunch of pat answers. What we're going to do is say, do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know that he is the answer? That the answer is a person, not a series of religious principles. And this is what we find Peter and Cornelius being led into, an earnest and winsome presentation of the gospel. And we're in a time when people are longing for more than the world can offer them. And so what I want us to do is listen to how Peter kind of explains his understanding of this. He gives this little speech after he's met Cornelius, after they've kind of connected the dots, like, wow, we've both been thinking about God's grace. We've had dreams about God's grace. Isn't that interesting? Shouldn't we talk about that? And they do. And then Peter kind of has this summary statement that he offers at the end of Acts chapter 10. And so what we'll do in a moment is I'll invite Vincent, our host, to read through this. He's going to read through it twice, and he's going to read through uh, the uh, message translation, which is a paraphrase, which I honestly think is just kind of an easier way to understand uh, some of these passages from Scripture sometimes. So he's going to read through it twice, slowly. And this is an ancient Christian spiritual practice called Lectio Divina, where you hear the Scripture and you listen, and you get a little bit of silence to kind of chew on it, and then you hear it again. So that's going to happen. You're going to hear the scripture twice. There'll be a break in the silence in between. Uh, Don't worry if uh, it's silent for a little while, and you're like, wait, did I lose my connection to the Zoom call drop? No, no, no. Just listen and be patient with the Lord. And then after Vincent reads it through the second time, uh, I'll uh, give us a little bit of instructions about what we're going to do in our breakout rooms. So uh, without further ado, I'll turn it over to Vincent and he can read through uh, our passage from Acts chapter 10 this morning. I invite you to be still and as much as able uh, to be silent wherever you are. Have that piece of paper and the pen uh, and uh, be ready to write down whatever may God speak to you. So uh, Vincent, take it away. 
Thank you, Travis. This is today's reading is from Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Now, Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. The message he sent to the children of Israel, that through Jesus Christ, everything is being put together again. Well, he's doing it everywhere, among everyone. You know the story of what happened in Judea. It began in Galilee after John preached a total life change. Then Jesus arrived from Nazareth, anointed by God with the Holy Spirit, ready for action. He went through the country, helping people, and healing everyone who was beaten down by the devil. He was able to do all this because God was with him. And we saw it. He saw it all, everything he did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, where they killed him, hung him from a cross. But in three days, God had him up, alive, and out where he could be seen. Not everyone saw him. He wasn't put on public display. Witnesses had been carefully handpicked by God beforehand. Us. We were the ones there to eat and drink with him after he came back from the dead. He commissioned us to announce this in public, to bear solemn witness that he is, in fact, the one whom God destined as judge of the living and dead. But we're not alone in this. Our witness that he is the means to forgiveness of sins is backed up by the witness of all the prophets. Once again, from Acts chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. The message he sent to the children of Israel, that through Jesus Christ, everything is being put together again, well, he's doing it everywhere, among everyone. You know the story of what happened in Judea. It began in Galilee after John preached a total life change. Then Jesus arrived from Nazareth, anointed by God with the Holy Spirit, ready for action. He went through the country helping people and healing everyone who was beaten down by the devil. He was able to do all this because God was with him. And we saw it, saw it all, everything he did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem where they killed him, hung him from a cross. But in three days, God had him up, alive, and out where he could be seen. Not everyone saw him. He wasn't put on public display. Witnesses had been carefully handpicked by God beforehand, us. We were the ones there to eat and drink with him after he came back from the dead. He commissioned us to announce this in public, to bear solemn witness that he is in fact the one whom God destined as judge of the living and dead. But we're not alone in this. 
Our witness that he is the means to forgiveness of sins is backed up by the witness of all the prophets. This is the word of God. Thanks, Vincent. So hopefully you had a chance uh, to hear the word. I recognize that uh, for many, there's kids running around or there's lots of distractions. Don't worry, you'll have one more chance uh, to hear it again. And if you're more of a visual person, uh, you can find a link to that uh, scripture reading in your online bulletin. So what we're gonna do in just a moment is go into our breakout rooms. And uh, we're gonna have a little bit more time than normal. Uh, we'll have 22 minutes in our breakout rooms. And in each room, there's gonna be two uh, people that uh, your group will need to pick. So these are titles that you'll get to sort of self-confer in a moment. The first one is uh, you'll need a group leader. Uh, that's the person who's responsible for just kind of greeting everybody and then walking everyone through the discussion questions, which are in your bulletin, making sure people have a chance to speak uh, if they would like to. Uh, so the person who's going to be leading in the breakout rooms is the person who most recently ate ice cream. So either for dessert last night or for breakfast this morning, whoever ate ice cream most recently is now uh, the leader for your group. So that's position one. Position two is the spokesperson for your group. Uh, someone that will just kind of listen and maybe take a note or two uh, so that when we get back together at the end, we can kind of share what we heard in each group. Uh, so group leader, kind of just there for moderating the discussion, making sure you get through the questions. And then the spokesperson will share maybe one or two highlights after the breakout rooms when we're all back together again in the Zoom room. Uh, very briefly, the uh, questions uh, are in the uh, bulletin that are posted in the chat. Questions one, two, and three are just to kind of talk through. So verbal processes, you're gonna love that part. And then question four is more reflective and it's an opportunity to write a prayer. Uh, based on your discussion, just to write a prayer. I wanna encourage uh, all of us as we uh, enter into this time that God has someone, probably many people for each of us, uh, that are like our Cornelius, someone who is searching, someone whose heart longs to find its home in Jesus Christ. And you may be like Peter, the perfect person that God has lined up to speak into that person's life. Uh, may God lift up the names and the images of those folks to us now as we go into our breakout rooms. Let me pray for us before we go. Jesus, we uh, give this time to you. We're thankful that we got to hear your word. And now we ask that as we go discuss it together, that you would meet with us. May we hear clearly from you. Uh, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. All right, see you in a little bit.